Laura, Jim, Genoa, and I piled in their car and started driving south. Business signs were beaten by the wind, overhangs at gas stations mangled or forcefully removed. Debris covered the street, but it didn't seem too bad. Genoa fell asleep minutes after we pulled away. We drove about half a mile and came over a small hill to meet Pei Bayou, a waterway parallel to the gulf. Peninsulas in both directions, covered with homes facing both north and south on both sides of the large bayou, stretching almost half a mile wide. Large, beautiful Mediterranean mansions, southern antebellum homes, all underwater. The waves crashed up the sides of the bridge we were about to cross. This was no longer Pei Bayou. It was the Gulf of Mexico. The bayou had been engulfed. The raging waves of water seemed to be receding, but it was hard to tell anything when former landmarks were not visible. We looked at ravaged houses. Entire homes were torn from their foundations. Walls ripped away, exposing two floors. The private spaces, bedrooms, bathrooms, were on display without permission. That someone might have drowned might be up the street. Genoa might have one day gone to school with their child. That someone could be me. The pain I felt was deep anguish and sadness. Clothing strewn about and appliances floated in the water. Laura saw a bar stool she thought was theirs. But we were still over a mile from our homes. The private lives, the secrets of others, floated in the water before me. The chairs used for family dinners where everyone knew their place. The front porch swing where Papa sat. The chair Mama used to sit in and read to the children. The stepping stool used by generations at the kitchen sink. The fishing rods that Grandpa used. Naked. Suddenly we were naked. Everyone was naked. Lives exposed. I could see it all. I felt I should not be looking. Parts of homes, parts of lives floating, exposed for all to see. My family had always been so private and protective of our world. Katrina was hyperexposure, a complete revealing. We three set up as close to the car windows as we could. Jim leaned over the steering wheel as if in a race, yet he drove with extreme caution. He gripped the wheel, his hands, veins visible. He moved with caution and precision. Waves splashed onto the bridge as we crossed. The wind hammered us, full gusts felt inside the SUV. Giant veils of wind-driven water developed in the distance. Trees and marsh grass moved in its wake before reaching us. Amidst the chaos and reorganization of our world, there was a rhythm. Katrina's deep pulse beat heavily. We opened the car windows slightly and inched forward. The air tasted delicious. I swallowed and felt her deep inside me, filling me up. She was full of energy. We were explorers in her world. She led us. 
The ominous excitement, frightening and invigorating, teased us forward. We moved with care. We were respectful and vigilant. We knew we were not in charge. Jim was a protector, a business leader, a strong man, kind and reverent. But like all of us, he was a follower now. He made sure we wanted to go forward, especially with Genoa in the car. But Laura and I agreed. We could not turn back.